Happy Saturday, guys. What's up? Welcome in to another episode of the Daily Juice Podcast with me, Matt Peralt, at Sports Talk. Matt, to follow me across all socials after a 3-0 Friday. Gotta love it. 3-0, up three units. Maybe it's time to buy the meat. I don't know. Maybe it is. OmahaSteaks.com. Tell a sponsor of this podcast. If you guys have not gone and checked out OmahaSteaks.com, it is fall. It is football. It is time to order the meats at the Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale, 50% off site-wide, and you're going to get $30, extra 30 bucks off when you guys use that promo code JUICE at checkout. Every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Simply go to omahasteaks.com and shop the semi-annual sale today with the promo code JUICE for $30 off your order. Okay, so good day. Baseball bet was a walk. Backdoor cover for San Diego State. Air Force did what I thought they would do. It's a good Friday. Okay, Saturday and Sunday. Let's get into this a little bit. Somebody said in the comment section that I talk too much. Well, that's the podcast, okay? (laughs) It's me. I talk. talk a lot. It's 15 minutes. It's free. And you can fast forward through whatever you want to fast forward through, okay? That's the beauty of YouTube, the beauty of audio and Apple and Spotify and everything else, okay? So I'm going to explain. I'm not going to go in depth but I'm going to explain why I have made these plays. I have five college football bets for us today. All right. Do what you want with them. Two of which are now going against me. I'm against the pros. I'm with the public. I'm against the books. I don't really love it, but here we are. Let's get into it. Notre Dame plus three. Number now is three and a half. We've already bet it. It's moved against. If you haven't bet it yet, you get three and a half and I'm jealous. I'm going to need the Irish to win the game outright. This is a fade, much like the second bet that I'll tell you about, on the quarterback of the other team that we're betting. Do not think Ohio State has a good quarterback. Okay, I think Ryan Day's got a problem. Ryan Day in these tight football games is no bueno. Okay, Not good. They're not used to going on the road. This is not like Ohio State normally does. They normally have you in their house and they pound you with the rock and they throw play action and they've got a quarterback. And I just I don't think the McCord kid is going to get it done against this Irish defense. And I really think we're going to know this game, know this pretty early. Okay, here is the tell. If the Irish in their first two drives cannot get a push with their offensive line, if Ohio State is pushing their O-line back and getting into the backfield, You have my permission. (laughs) You always do, but I will be punting on this bet. Okay. The Irish can't run the ball. The Irish can't win. uh, Look, I love Sam. Sam Hartman's phenomenal. I I love the weapons he has to throw to, but the running backs are the power of this team. There's four of them for Notre Dame. And really the main strength is their offensive line. They got to get off the ball. If they get off the ball and they push, the Irish will win this game. I don't like the offense for Ohio State. Last time on the road against Indiana, they looked very mediocre. All right. And I think as long as you can double team and take away Marvin Harrison Jr., I think you got a shot at winning this game and or covering the three points. First bet, Notre Dame plus three, 1.1 units. The second bet is the same conversation. I do not trust Jalen Milrow. This number is back to seven. Because the books are seeing professional money come in on the on the Bama on, on Alabama on the Crimson Tide. Pro money's on Ohio State. Pro money is on Alabama. Does that matter? 
Not really. Okay. The public can be right. Sometimes the public can see things and the game can go as predicted. I just really think that this is the the best chance that Lane Kiffin has to beat Alabama and Nick Saban. He's 0-4. Jackson Dart has got to stay upright. His offensive line, they've got to keep Alabama out of their backfield. If they run the ball more than 30 times, Ole Miss will win this game outright, in my opinion. They've got to run the football on Alabama. Jalen Milrow is going to turn the ball over, but he's also going to make some spectacular plays. He's also going to make a couple of deep throws. He can throw the bomb really well. He can run like the wind, and he is a big kid. He can run over linebackers like they're nothing, okay? This kid is going to do damage, but Ole Miss's defense has got to be able to do what Texas's defense did, and that's make him throw from the pocket. Now, Ole Miss's defense is not as good as Texas. Their D-line is not as good as Texas. That's why running the football is going to be so vitally important. But I think there's a really good shot. This is a one-possession game one way or the other, and there's a really good chance that Alabama gets beaten here. I think Florida State's got a darn good chance of beating Clemson, but the weather in that game is keeping me away from that game. I don't know. I don't want to touch that, and I don't know what the weather's going to be like. It looks like Clemson's going to be okay, but I don't want to touch it. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the weather. I'm concerned about all the pro money on Clemson. That game bothers me, worries me, because it's at home for Clemson. This game's on the road for Ole Miss. I'm laying the seven. or Sorry, I'm taking the seven. Ole Miss, plus seven. Lane Kiffin, sprinkle money line. They got a shot. I don't trust the Milrow kid. Everyone saw it. I think people are going to go, oh, fade what we just saw, right? Here's the thing. This offense for Ole Miss can run the football. They've got really good running backs. They've got really good weapons on offense. I lean towards the over in this game. I really do. But my fear is that Alabama's offense is going to play ball control, that they're going to run the ball and not give enough possessions to get to the over. So that's why I lean towards the over in this game, but I'm not going to bet it because I don't know the game plan for Alabama. Tommy Reese is not having a good year as the first year offensive coordinator for Alabama. There's a ton of heat on that guy. He's going to come up with something really creative. And I think if they just grind it out and they win the game 20 to 10, I think Bama fans will feel pretty good about it. Like, let's go back to old school Alabama smash mouth football, play defense and run the ball. I think that's possible back in like the A.J. McCarron days. Possible. okay, very possible. That's why I don't want to bet the over. I'm concerned about the total in this game. I'm just going to take the points. Ole Miss plus seven sprinkle money line. Darn good shot, I think, for Ole Miss to win the game, but everyone thinks that. So, again, pros versus the Joes. The Joes are on Ole Miss. I'm going with the Joes. Normally, I run with the pros. I'm running with Ole Miss on this. I'm running. I'm running with what my eyes have shown me, what I think, and what I've been talking about since the summer. I don't think Ohio State's got a great quarterback. I don't think Alabama's got a great quarterback. I think Notre Dame has a great one, and I think Ole Miss has a great one. Generally speaking, in college football, the team with the better quarterback tends to win the big game. Notre Dame, Ole Miss, plus three, plus seven. I have another dog. This game is on defense, however. Rutgers and Michigan. Now, Michigan might see Ohio State lose this game today to Notre Dame, okay? There's a couple of really interesting things. After I watched, I've seen two games for Rutgers so far. This is a stout, stout defense 
for Rutgers. It's what Greg Schiano does. He plays defense. Greg Schiano on the road, I get it. It's Michigan. They're at the big house. It's lookout. I mean, it could be an absolute route. However, they play at home. They have two more, they have two straight road games after this for Michigan. Okay. They've won 30 to 3, 35 7, 31 16. They've yet to cover. They're 0 and 3. They laid 35, 38, and 41. They have not covered any of those numbers. Rutgers, and I'm not saying Rutgers is a great football team because they're not, but Rutgers is 3 and 0 against the spread so far this year. They beat Northwestern 24-7. They beat Temple 37-6. And they beat Vatek 35-16. They're 3-0 ATS. So you have an 0-3 team hosting a 3-0 team. And maybe this is the, the game that Michigan just comes out because you say, well, Matt Harbaugh was gone. He was suspended. They got Harbaugh coming back. I don't think the coach makes that big of a difference. I think it's Michigan's offense. I think Michigan's offense is somewhat, I don't, I don't want to say, I'm not saying it's pedestrian by any means, but I don't think that it's this juggernaut yet. Their offensive line is awesome. I love their offensive line. But if they run the football, I think it factors and plays right into my hands as to what I think is going to happen in this game. I think it's going to be a running clock. I think this is going to be like a 30 to 14 type of game. 24 points is too many points. I like Rutgers to keep this game not necessarily close, but I think there's a shot for this game to be somewhat competitive and somewhat where like we're looking at it and we're like, huh? So Rutgers kind of kept that game a little bit close before they got absolutely, you know, blasted in the second half. I think there's a chance here that just Rutgers defense is good enough to keep them in the football game. And to cover the 24 points, they're not going to win the game, but they're averaging giving up 10 points per game. Now it's not Michigan's offense. I get you. Michigan's giving up 5.3 points per game, which is ridiculous with how good Michigan has been. But running the football is what Michigan wants to do. 4.9 yards per rush for Michigan. Rutgers defense, 2.5 yards per rush. It's top 15 in the country. It's hard to run on these guys. It's also hard to pass on these guys. 10.2 yards per pass play for Michigan. For J.J. McCarthy, 5.1 yards per pass play given up for Rutgers. That's top 10. Again, I'm not saying Rutgers is going to win the game because offensively, Rutgers, they've scored 31 points per game. But come on, they're not going to move the ball at all here on Michigan. They might get seven. The question is going to be, can Rutgers hold down Michigan, keep them under 28 points? I think they might be able to. It could be 27-20. And that's, sorry, sorry, 27-7. That's a decent final score, right? Michigan feels good. They win the game. They score, you know, three touchdowns, two field goals. Good. I'm going to take the dog. Rutgers plus 24 here. Three straight dogs to start it. Notre Dame plus three. Mississippi plus seven. Rutgers plus 24 here. 1.1 units down on all of those. One more disgusting game to tell you about, and this is the first weather play of the season. Iowa-Penn State. We've bet under for Iowa every week. We missed it last week. Going back to it again this week. Why? Wet and rain all day. 50 degree temperatures. Yuck. Winds 15 sustained and wind gusts to 25 to 30 miles per hour. That is Iowa football weather. I also think they might keep the game somewhat close. Okay. 14 points may be too much. If Iowa scores 10 points, Iowa's probably going to cover. 
this feels like a 20 to 10 type of football game. Okay. This feels like a rock fight between these two teams in the big 10. I think the weather is going to be absolutely brutal. It's a whiteout game. So I think, I mean, Penn state's winning. This is the game for the Penn state bet for Penn state to win over nine and a half games. This is the game. Okay. Penn state has got to win this game because then they can lose to Ohio state and Michigan and go 10 and two. And we're good. The whole bet was made on this game, Penn state to win. I'm taking the under 38 and a half. However, all right. I think the game is really low scoring. I think Iowa's defense keeps them in the game. And I think the weather plays a big factor. I don't think they're going to have a chance to throw the ball that much. I know Iowa's not throwing the football in this weather. Kirk Ferentz, there's no way he's going to allow McCarthy to throw the football. Or sorry, McNamara to throw the football in this weather. No way. Okay. Uh-uh. Wet, nasty, gross, disgusting, not fun weather. Under 38 and a half for Iowa and Penn State. And finally, I am going to give you one fun one. I'm going to give you one thing to cheer for, and that's points. Look, the Colorado story has been incredible. It's an amazing, amazing story. Deion Sanders is revolutionizing the way programs would be rebuilt in today's modern college football. His son is a very good quarterback. He has a weapon in horn for this game. That's great. But his number one weapon in Travis Hunter is not going to be there. No quarterback has been hit more and rushed more, pressured more than Shador Sanders, quarterback for Colorado. Oregon's defense is going to eat him and that offensive line for lunch. I know it's a good story. I know it's fun. Okay. But Colorado State was able to pressure Colorado all game. What is Oregon going to do? This is the last time that Oregon and Penn, the Oregon and, and Colorado will play as conference opponents. They won't see each other again for decades, probably, or a bowl game. It's a long time. Colorado's going to the Big 12, Big 10 for Oregon. Okay. You're going to see, in my mind, you're going to see bad blood on the field, just like in the last week's game. But I think it's because I think the Buffalo players are going to get embarrassed and I think they're going to lose their cool. And I think that could lead to flags and short drives and more points. Team total Oregon is 45 and a half. I was on that all week long until I just decided that, you know what, I'm going to stop it. I'm just going to lay the 21 points because if they win 20, they win 40 to 10. I'm going to kick myself. Say, why didn't you just bet? Just lay the points. Just just lay the points. I think Bo Nix and company move the football at will. They can hang 50. Not going to shock me at all. I think you start with 40 points for Oregon and go from there. With that said, I'm not going to mess with a team total like I thought I was going to at 45 and a half. I'm just going to lay the 21 points. It's kind of ping pong back and forth. Once it gets to 22, it comes back to 21. That's because the pros have come in. The pros have already taken 16 and a half, 17 and a half, 18 and a half. Once it gets to 22, they like the middle. They bet 22. It comes back to 21. Laying the 21 with the Ducks. Oregon minus 21 up against Colorado for 1.1 units. All right. Five bets for us here today, a bigger card than normal, nothing with the UFC, not going to touch the Apex fight, the fight night card. I'll watch it, not going to touch it, not going to touch baseball either, although it's a good day of baseball, too much college football to get into, huge day today, too many good games. Again, 
Notre Dame plus three, Ole Miss plus seven, Rutgers plus 24, under 38 and a half, Penn State and Iowa, and Oregon minus 21. Five bets, 5.5 units down here. Went three and oh yesterday. Let's go four and one, three and two here on a Saturday. My name is Matt Peralta. You guys can follow me. Oh, by the way, also remember Sunday morning live stream for the NFL. We're doing that on Saturday morning, noon Eastern time on the betting pros YouTube channel. Mark that down. Keep that down. Long teaser, four player props and a breakdown of all the late action for the NFL in week three. We'll do that tomorrow morning, Sunday morning on the betting pros YouTube channel. My name is Matt Peralta. Follow me across all socials at sports talk, Matt each and every morning. It is the Daily Juice Podcast. I was being brought to you by OmahaSteaks.com.